marketing. Drunk marketing. Drunk marketing. Drunk marketing. So every year it's it's like you know the most the most wonderful time of the year in emoji world when new when new emojis get get released. Yeah, I was pretty. I mean, I don't know when they're actually coming out. I don't think that article had a date. No, I don't think they're out yet. No, it didn't have a date on the article, but it's coming. There's yeah. some good ones. It was like a lot too. It was like seventy, but a lot of them are different hair colors and skin tones and stuff like that. So it's just yeah. like crazy combinations of like red hair, dark skin, curly hair, straight hair. Curly red hair. Yeah, exactly. So curly, I've got my own emoji now. Curly red hair. So you're finally in. Yeah. I got a haircut today, which is pretty exciting. And I was talking to my hairdresser about like wearing my hair curly versus straightening my hair. Because she likes to straighten my hair normally when I get a haircut. For some reason, like when you get a haircut, hairdressers, when you have curly hair, are, like super into straightening your hair. Um, but she was like super excited that I was like in a hurry kind of when I got my haircut today and I had to get back to work. It was like a, like a quick lunch break haircut, but mm-hmm. I was also getting my hair colored. Um, so she, I was like, no, we're not going to straighten it today. Just wear it curly. And she had this new like curly hair product that she was willing to try. She wanted to try out my hair. So I went back to work. My hair was curly. It was okay. It wasn't my favorite product ever, but now I have an emoji though yep. to support my curly red hair. Yeah. There's a bald emoji. Yep. There yeah, they're getting way like way lettuce. more inclusive. Yeah. <laughs> lettuce emoji. Lettuce was a big deal. There was like I actually was looking for lettuce the other day. I can't remember why. Yeah. Like I needed the lettuce emoji. You know the funny thing is like back to like not just to continue to talk about a haircut, but my person who cuts my hair, she owns her own salon. And she's like a kind of a I don't know, like a acquaintance, I guess, before I started going to her to get my hair cut. Um, but so she only accepts checks or Venmo. Like she doesn't have a credit card reader oh, okay. in her shop. So I always Venmo her to pay her. Yeah. But I spent like so much time looking for the emoji of the person getting their hair cut and like making <laughs> sure that I, it matched. And I have to use the brown Yeah, the hair. light skin brown hair yeah so i was like it made me think about that but i spent so much time like trying to find that emoji that i forgot to put the dollar amount in and it wouldn't send and i couldn't figure out i was like like why is it why sending? isn't this sending and she was like staying there waiting for me and i was like it's not sending and then i realized that i didn't put a dollar amount in. <laughs> like oh i actually have to pay her i know i was like i felt i was like i was so worried about like the emoji that i was putting into the like comments box of the Venmo payment that yeah. I didn't put the actual dollar amount in. Uh, you know, you got to make sure the emoji's right. So, but yeah, no, I don't, Venmo won't just let you send an emoji for sending the sake of emoji. I'm glad you tested that though. I didn't know if you could send a zero dollar payment with just like a message. So. No, you could, I could not. <laughs> I, I did, like I never clicked in the dollar amount field even. I just was like, just went so straight. Focused. You just went straight down. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> I need to put the haircut emoji in, like for sure. Like last time, I think I put a heart and the haircut emoji because I was super excited about my haircut. Um, this time I was in a rush, and I just was like haircut. looking for the haircut. You yeah, scissors hair. <laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, so I got a haircut. But next month, I don't know, or like six weeks from now or eight weeks or whenever I go get my hair done next, like it might be time. It might be yeah, there. You might, you might have the red curly haircut emoji. Right. That'd be fun. Yeah, or red straight haircut emoji, depending on... Yeah, depending if she straightens her hair. Well, I think the cut, I don't know, because the cut seems to be, like, one specific, like, hair type. I can't imagine... But there aren't any other hair types, are there? Well, it's just about the hair colors. Oh, you're right. Well, there's, like, the gray hair, I don't think it's in there. Like, some of the newer emoji colors. There's, like, a gray hair one. Guess we'll find out when they come out. Well, there's, like, the people... Oh, just, like, spit all over the place. The people... Not the emojis. Yeah, I don't know. There's kind of like a weird, that's a lot of like configurations to have to get. Yeah, the old man with a bald head doesn't have a haircut emoji, so. <laughs> right, I guess not. But anyway, yeah, so emojis are coming out. That's exciting stuff. Yesterday was like World Emoji Day, too, or something like that. I saw. Yeah, it was, a, was it yesterday? Yeah, it was yesterday. And today's National Hot Dog Day. So. Oh, my gosh. We didn't knew, have I any knew, hot dogs. I knew I'd work that in somehow. But. I saw that on your snap today. How, did you, did you just have that hot dog at your desk at work? Yeah, yeah. I have, I have your stuff. emotional support hot dog? Yeah, my stuff. <laughs> of course. It's my stuffed hot dog that I bring everywhere with me, except that to work. I don't bring it everywhere. It just it sits on my desk at work. Yeah, no, I have the dancing hot dog from Snapchat as a stuffed animal. So yeah. I bought that when I was drunk, 20 bucks. And I like him, he's cute, smiles mm-hmm. at me. I'm, yeah, a, I'm a sucker for things with faces, so. And it's funny, because I hate anthropomorphization. It's like one of the things that I'm not a big fan of. Mm-hmm. So, like, making a hot dog into a person is not my jam. But that hot dog's cute. Yeah, no, that's, he's a good guy. Sometimes I talk to him at work. He doesn't really talk back, though. Well, Which is good. You don't want him talking back. If he's got, to, if he starts talking back, you might have a problem. Yeah, I have to slap him around a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> tell him not to talk back. <laughs> <laughs> or just, I don't know. I was thinking something. I was going another route with that, like the fact that you're, yeah, no, I know, yeah, I'm... stuffed animals talking to you. You might want to seek like counseling. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. No, if it talks to you, you don't need counseling. But when you start slapping it for talking back, then you do need counseling. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll leave that one up to the to the listeners to decide. <laughs> anyway, I have a stuffed animal hot dog at my work, and he's cool. I haven't named him. It's just a hot dog. He doesn't need a name. Anyway, so today we're drinking truly spiked and sparkling seltzer. It's pretty much just water with bubbles in it and alcohol and wild berry flavoring, but it's good because it's gluten free. Um, for me, and it's very low everything. Um, basically, Chelsea described it for, for me. Her camping trip was she was staying hydrated because she was basically drinking water, but there's also alcohol. <laughs> yeah, it's five percent alcohol. It's like drinking an alcoholic Lacroix. But let me tell you, because I drank a ton of these the one night, which like doesn't speak well to me, but <clears throat> it was the first night I went to this work retreat um, last week, so I feel like now that. Now that it's passed, and we are allowed to say that, like, we recorded different times. And so, like, last week, I don't whatever. So, last week, I was away at this work retreat. And because I'm on the planning committee, I go down a week early, or a day early, should I say, to get everything set up and ready for everybody to be there, which Connor knows, obviously, because we used to work together. Um, but, yes, yeah, so we bought, like... We always have beer and, like, some other, like, beer alternative for people who don't really drink beer. So this year we got, like, a bunch of these Trulies and the White Claws and, like, all the sparkling seltzer mm-hmm. alcohols. Super trendy right now. Yeah, but the thing – but so, like, that first night is usually because it's, like, the night before everyone gets there and there's only, like, a handful of us there. It's, like, I know 
I don't have a ton of work to do or like people to have to deal with making sure they have food to eat and all that. Right, right. Less responsibilities. Yeah. So like that's usually the night that I will like have more drinks than I would normally have, especially because it's a smaller group. So I'm not going to like get completely annihilated in front of like all of my coworkers. But right. Just the ones that matter at that one. Right. This like small (laughs) handful of people that are judging. So last week we talked about holidays and print planning for holidays and e-commerce and shopping retail holidays and one big one really big one just happened this week or whenever you're listening to it um it happened in july and it was prime day and prime day this year was one and a half days the a la black friday where deals happen after thanksgiving dinner so it's a day and a half and they kind of did the same thing where it started around three um on monday and then flowed into all day tuesday and I know you and I both are Prime subscribers, and we're really we were really excited about Prime Day because you had a few things you needed to check off your list, some stuff you needed, and I'm just someone who wants to spend money. Um, <laughs> and so we were both really excited about it. And then as soon as it hit, like basically, like you and I both, I think, experienced a lot of trouble with the website. Yeah, I pretty much just like at least on mobile, it just shut down completely. Like I couldn't do anything at all. And then I went to my desktop and I was able to find a couple things. Like I had a couple things on my watch list and then I would try to like, like I would get a notification on my phone that like something on my watch list was coming live and I would click on it and it would just stop. Or you get that puppy thing. Saw like lots of tweets about the puppies and it's like, all right, these puppies are cute, but they're not really making me feel any better about the fact that I wanted this fucking thing. So yeah. And to clarify a little bit, the puppy thing was their 404 page. So, like, basically you click on a link and the link wouldn't work because the website was freaking out. And and what's funny is for some reason I had landed on the 404 page on Amazon before and the puppies weren't new yesterday. Like, they've always they've had... They've always been there? They've always had puppies for their 404 pages. I've never noticed them. Yeah, and so I was going to point to that as one thing they kind of did right off the bat is... If your website's going to freak out and mess up on the biggest day of the year, at least have a 404 page, which for those of you who don't know, 404 is when you go to like slash like website.com slash Japan or something like that and slash Japan. Page not found. Yeah, page not found. Like the page doesn't exist, the URL you typed in, but you have a descriptive um, 404 page like they did and it was short and sweet, but just said like, uh oh, this page didn't work or whatever. There's yeah, a problem. Like, try again. There's a problem on our end. Um, and then there was a cute picture of a dog. So at least people... And it was a different dog. It wasn't yeah, always the same dog. It was a different dog every time, which I thought was fun too. Which, you know, I mean, you and I were both annoyed that we couldn't get it to work, but at least we kind of knew like, okay, this is a 404. Um, and there was like kind of a course of action that we could do with that try again button to see if it would work the next time. You kind of knew what was going on. Yeah, it never worked again. Right. I actually had it work. One time I clicked try again and it actually took me to the page I it wanted never, to get to. It never worked for me again. So, cute puppies and prime deals aside, I did. I got some bakeware that I wanted. I got something else that I wanted. I can't remember. But, oh, I got a uh, a microplane zester. Mm-hmm. Um, something else. I, I did. I, I did get a couple of things off my list, which was good. I, I bought that. Like, I, I did have, like, a buyer's remorse moment where... It was just, like, step stool that I was going to buy, and then I didn't buy it at the end. Like, I bought it, and then, like, right away, canceled the order. I was like, what was I doing? But that was, like, right at the end of Prime Day was ending, and I was, like, it was, like, 11 o'clock at night, and I was just tired and not tired and making poor choices. So Yeah. Yeah, but the one thing, I guess, kind of leads us into this, our topic, which is, like, I felt that 
Amazon was 100% unapologetic about the experiences that people were having on Prime Day. There were other retailers, which I thought was kind of cool, who kind of, I, I don't know if it was pre-planned or if it was just because of such a shit experience people were having on Prime, but like um, like the Google Home or the, what's that, yeah, like the Google Home devices were on sale. Like, I don't know if it was because of Prime Day and Alexa was on sale, but like you could buy from Best Buy or from the Google Store, you could buy like a Google Home for like way cheaper than they normally are. Um, but they, like, even on their Twitter, like, Amazon's Twitter, they put out a couple of statements that said, like, yeah, we realize that Prime Day is a big day, and our site's getting way more traffic than normal, and we've already exceeded, like, what Prime Day sales were last year, like, by double or triple. It was, like, some, like, exorbitant amount they had already... Yeah, it's like, basically a Black Friday at this point. Like, yeah. they're reaching that level. But they were saying, like, you know, it's people are still be able to buy things and people are getting to the site and people are able to make their purchases. And we're sorry that sometimes you're not, (laughs) but other people are. And obviously like you're just like, that's just the game that we're playing. And they were kind of just like, "Mm, well, you're wearing Amazon and you're, you want that fucking TV for $198 and not, $298, $298, so you're just going to fucking buy it, or you want this fire stick that's nineteen ninety nine instead of $39.99. Like, yeah. And Amazon, from what I hear, isn't, like, that great of a company anyway. It's, like, them kind of coming out, like, just being like, for you, we're I Amazon. Know. I hate that I like them so much sometimes. Like, I get mad at myself yeah. that, like, I'm such an Amazon sucker. And, like, I keep going back and forth, too, like, with, like, what, like, what, not device, but, like, kind of, like, where I want to put my my experience because, like, you have Google Home devices or, like, I had I used to have Alexa, but I don't anymore. So I'm kind of, like, thinking, like, do I want one of, like, if I get one, do I want to get a Google you got to commit to all of the products, though. Like, you can't have a Fire Stick and a Google Home I know, or, well, that's the thing. or like, a Chromecast a... and an Alexa. <laughs> like, it doesn't make any sense. Right. I have a Chromecast right now. I've always had a Fire Stick. I now have a Chromecast. I prefer my Fire Stick experience better on my TV specifically because I like the ability to use my remote. But, like, you have the Home, and I've seen you, like ask it to, like, turn on your TV and play certain, like, you're, like, play Wimbledon or, like, whatever, when that Wimbledon was on or whatever you were watching. Um, So I get that, like, that streamlined aspect of it, but I just don't necessarily, like, I haven't committed to one thing or the other because, like, I don't know, maybe I'm just a creature of habit, and like I said, I really like my Ferris stick experience a lot on my TV um, because I can go to all the different apps and, like, Depend if I like want to watch Hulu, if I want to watch mm-hmm. Netflix, or like I have a ton of videos on Amazon, like that we've purchased over the years, like especially mostly for my kids, like like they want to watch a movie, like want to watch Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. I own it on Amazon Prime, like it's in my Prime Video library, and like I don't know, I don't know how that all works. So, like, and they don't, they don't really. I know how it works, but I know they don't like work well together. No, they so don't. I vast like I've already vested this like prime movie like library. Right? Yeah, you have like because you couldn't stream out of the Amazon app to the Google Chrome. So I get it. 
But yeah, and you know, I mean, Prime Day, they made a lot of money, and they were unapologetic about people's failures to to buy things. But it's, like, annoying because you're, like, you could have just made more money. Like, why are you, like, I don't know, this should have just been perfect, and then more people would have bought. So, yeah. so that kind of got us thinking about, um, kind of got me thinking about the crisis communications class I took in college and how brands are supposed to respond to these types of ordeals. Um and how they and examples of what they did, what went right and what went wrong. So I think we have a couple of examples of how brands actually did a good job of responding to to a crisis or just something that went wrong and they kind of took it on the chin, took it in stride, so to speak. So yeah. So I've got a couple of specific examples that stood out to me um, that were done poorly. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually really having a hard time. I really wanted to find that like. Cinderella story where like a brand just like bounced back and like they did it. Enron. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) But then I also have like outside of like the actual companies and the brands that I want to talk about, I have kind of like a little, and maybe this is like your crisis communication thoughts. um, It reminded me a lot of my persuasion class that I took, um, which is one of the things like I wrote my thesis on one of like the, there were all like these, there was like a, the apology method. I feel like we talked about this already at one point, but like what to do in that kind of scenario and like the steps that people take when they're faced with, it was more like political, um, you know, faced with that kind of bad press in their lives and like kind of the, the natural steps that people take. Um, so from a PR standpoint, I kind of had the, like some, some things that like, if you find yourself as a marketer in this scenario where you've gotten this bad press, like what should you do? Um, so from a marketing standpoint, I felt like I wanted to also talk about that. Let's let's dive in. What are the bad examples you have? Um, (laughs) yeah. So the first one was United Airlines, which just recently happened. I want to say last year where the person was um, dragged off a flight. Yeah. Like they they right claimed the flight was overbooked, and there was a whole thing. The flight actually wasn't overbooked, and they like physically dragged this man. He was a, a doctor. Um, his family was there. He was a doctor, but he was also a sexual predator. Was he? Yeah. Well, that was after the fact. I mean, I don't feel bad. I like, don't, I'm not, not feeling bad for him because he was a, like... But the whole experience was, like... They didn't know it was a sexual predator when yeah, it was Yeah, it was a like sexual predator. He was, like, prescribing drugs that he shouldn't have been prescribing to people. There was, like, something where he lost his medical license, and then he got it back in another state. Right, but they weren't, like, they didn't drag him no, off the yeah, plane because, because, because of, that. of that. They yeah. didn't know that. And then, like, like shortly after, were you going to talk about the leggings? The people that were, like, thrown off because yeah, they were wearing they leggings? Yeah, because they were wearing leggings. No, I was going to say shortly after that, I rode on United, and nobody dragged me off. Oh. But, but I was hoping to be dragged off. I mean, but that's like, you know, there was like, there was video, which is something huge that's happening right now with your Yeah, with everyone your has like, phones. Everyone has a phone. Everyone's going to take a video. You just can't, like, you're just under a microscope as a brand, as a business at any time if you're in the public eye. Like, not even video, but Twitter. Like, yeah. you've got people tweeting you, especially influencers who are going to tweet or uh, about doesn't matter experience. if they're doesn't matter if they're an influencer even like if something like that happens like I, mean, I could up. I yeah. could be on a plane and post a picture of a guy getting dragged off and say hey this guy's getting dragged off my plane and tagged United and then right so people are going to see that so yeah so they were um, they they 
offered a pretty shitty apology when it happened and really didn't do much to regain their um, reputation in yeah. the public light. And I think that was kind of similar to Amazon. They were like, fuck it, we're United Airlines. Like, right. we have flights all over the globe. <laughs> and yeah. this one experience on this one flight where, you know, I don't know if, like, they maybe, I don't know if the people who were who it happened to or, like, the employees were let go. Like, I really, like... Well, I know right after that, um, they were hiring a PR person because I sent one of our friend's husbands um, was looking for a new job, and I sent him the the link to that job yeah. description. I was like, hey, Scott, you got this, man. Like, PR for United Airlines. <laughs> and the job was filled, so... And then the new person must be doing all right because it's still... still uh, not posted, so... Yeah. Um, but they didn't... Um, yeah, I have, a, I have a, a third thought, like a fourth thought. I have so many thoughts right now. Um, I don't know if yours... Do you have something, like, does yours fit in line with, like, a story like that that you want to talk about? Or Yeah, but it's a positive, so if you have some more negatives... Um, no, you go positive, and then I'll go negative, and then I've got a positive, and then we can do the... What right. you're supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, mine's mine's pretty quick. So it's, it's the American Red Cross tweeted on, like, a weekend night at 11.30 p.m. Um, Ryan found two more four-bottle packs of dogfish heads Midas Touch beer. When we drink, we do it right. Hashtag getting slizzard. Um, which is, like, <laughs> <laughs> lyrics from that uh, song that was popular in 2011. And it turned, like, they immediately... Like, the person tweeted from their personal account, like, oh my gosh, like, I'm so sorry, I don't know how to use Hootsuite, and I messed this up. Um, and she, like, she said, I don't know how to use Hootsuite, but that's, like, me saying, like, when you mess something up, you know how to use it, but you just messed up. Yeah. So, like, oh, I didn't know how to drive my car when I got into that wreck. Um, but she's like, I wasn't actually any drunk, I was making a joke, and it was song lyrics. And so they followed it up with a tweet that said, we've deleted the rogue tweet, but rest assured, the Red Cross is sober and we've confiscated the keys. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, people... And then Dogfish Head kind of got behind it, too. And they were encouraging people to donate to the American Red Cross. And, like, people were tweeting at them using hashtag get, getting slizzard. Um, and then they were, like, quoting the tweets and saying, like, why don't you donate to the American Red Cross? And, like, it kind of became, like... It was, like, a way where, like, something could have went, like, horribly wrong... But, like, they just kind of took it on the chin and, like, just rolled with it. And they're like, listen, like, mistakes happen. And I think they said in a statement, too, like, we're a 90-year-old nonprofit who does all these great things, but we're also thousands of human beings and we mess up. Like, you know, it just kind of happens. Um, so they were really good about about everything and not, like, not freaking out and, like, blaming and, like, firing an employee and burning her at the stake or anything. Like, they're just like, it's not a mistake. We took away the keys. And then it turned out they got a lot of, they got a big boost in publicity and donations from that. That's awesome. That situation. I've, so. <laughs> I've 100% been there where, like, I go to my phone and I'm on my, like, not realizing that I'm on my, like, Twitter for business, like, that whatever like client that I'm working mm -hmm. with and like all of a sudden I'm scrolling through and I'm liking something that I know is like, you know, obviously I'm not like retweeting or tweeting as them, but I've liked something and I've actually gone back and like, Oh shit, that is not like I'm on the wrong Twitter. Like that's not and my I Twitter. I definitely don't want that to show up like in somebody else's feed, especially on Twitter where like they, you know, now it's like, ABC, liked. ABC company liked a picture of boobs. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not, not in that respect, but like, you know, <laughs> whether like I don't you know I, I know that my business or like 
the nonprofit that I am the director for also like, <laughs> yeah. you know, those are all Twitter accounts that I manage. And I found myself like, especially in the nonprofit that I work for, we try to stay very like apolitical, a religious, like we, you know, like right, we really right. just don't make a stance on any like, you know, outside of being like socially conscious, good people who want to help people. Um, you know, we just, it's just, it's just the right thing to do to stay out of that. Like, narrative because that's not what we're about as a as a nonprofit. Um, you know, we just want to be good people helping people who need help. Um and I, the last thing I need in my like someone's Twitter feed is to see like, oh, this like foundation that like likes this tweet that are Yeah, it's like Donald Trump. You're like, yeah. oh <laughs> Yeah, like and I mean that could take away donors. Like I know that we've got some donors that are yeah no, on that side of the fence and that's, you know, that's their prerogative and that's their, you know, they still, they, they support our organization. They donate money to our, our organization. So they're obviously good people. You know, I don't necessarily believe or agree personally with their politics, but. Um, well, right. Whatever. Yeah. I mean, basically as, I don't a, as a business. There are so many political, in this specific topic, there were so many political things that I felt like I could have brought up and I just didn't even want to, to talk about because they're like. When it comes to PR spin, yeah, it's tough. <laughs> it's like that's that's a number one things that have to deal with, like you know, from a PR nightmare standpoint. Especially, I mean, this week we're right in the midst of a presidential PR nightmare, where you know, I feel like I don't need to talk about it. You're giving me a look. I'm not going to even talk about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, as a business, like you just never really want to get involved. Like it's, it's easy to do is mix, mix up. Like, what like if, we're a business, Chelsea, you're getting involved. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's easy to mix up. And I'm, I'm, we've all been there before. If you were managing your personal and your business Twitter account, it's easy to like forget that you just tweeted from your business and you didn't switch back. So yeah. but I thought the Red Cross situation was cool because they really took it on the chin. And even Dogfish has got, had got involved, and they both got some publicity out of it. And yeah. probably, um Dogfish had got some sales of their beer, and um, American Red Cross got some more donations. So I thought it was a really cool situation where they did it the right way. Yeah, I liked it. Um, so my other kind of nightmare experience, I guess, um, which was funny because I, I didn't even think about it until today, or later today after I'd already done my research, was Paula Dean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. So I I mean people were like super into Polly and it was like a whole like she's got this like butter cake that's you know, you don't just the the butter gooey cake I think it's called. I don't know, my dad makes it. It's it's really good. And she's got all these endorsements and then like all of a sudden, you know, it's kind of like similar to the Me Too movement where these people that are like well known, respected people in professions comes out that like years ago they did something that was just not okay and hers was you know some inappropriate racial language and slurs that were not great and not okay and you know she tried to like backpedal was like it was a different time back then and blah 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 but again wasn't necessarily the most apologetic about the the thing to begin with and she ended up coming back and kind of apologizing but um what did happen that was good out of that was her sponsors right away just fucking dropped the shit off of her she lost like this the ham smithfield or whoever whichever brand of like pork meats mm-hmm. 
um, I think it was Smithfield that she was the spokesperson for. Uh, they they pretty much were the first ones to drop her immediately. She got dropped from the Food Network, which was huge, huge to have the Food Network drop you. Um, and then now, like, sadly, you go to, like, Ollie's Bargain Outlet or Big Lots or, like, some secondhand off store that buys, like, truckload shit that nobody wants to buy anymore. And you just see, like, stacks of Paula Deen cookware. <laughs> yeah, it, it sucks. Like, you know, like, the... She she just she fucked up and she didn't do a very good job and she didn't just didn't have great PR people to to help to tell her get her to through do, that yeah. um, because like you know the, it's it's not okay to say those things and she's an old you know she's my parents' age and I can definitely like see that being like mentality of like it was a different time like things that maybe like just kind of like have to brush your grandparents off saying at some point right. that you're yeah, like. Yeah. Like, I've 100% said to my parents out loud, I'm like, you sound really racist right now. <laughs> like, at this point, because I'm just, you can't say that anymore. Like, you can't say certain things anymore. It's just not okay to to do that. And it's not, like, even super, I'm not, like, they're not super racist. My parents are super liberal, accepting people, but, again, they're just older and in their 60s, whatever. Um, and every now and then, like, my dad will say something, I'm like, nope. <laughs> nope you're not allowed to say that <laughs> anymore dad so yeah, yeah so. Paul, so Paula Dean, yeah she messed up I mean she she messed up in the past but you could have you could have handled it a better way like Martha and just, Stewart fucking went to jail yeah now she's still crushing it and she's fucking Snoop Dogging it doing some awesome shows yeah it doesn't matter like it just you just have to you just gotta do it the right way but Martha Stewart wasn't racist she, just, she wasn't she racist just, she just insider traded she just insider traded which nobody really gives a shit about so I guess yeah so it was a bad <laughs> comparison but I was just thinking like more in the vein of like their people who craft. cook on TV yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the one thing I, I kind of wanted to talk about although I didn't necessarily have like I didn't want to bring them up as a PR example but like during um I, I don't remember you actually mentioned I don't know if it was like the Exxon Valdez pipeline spill like one no, of those Alaska, like bad yeah it wasn't that one it was like the the one that was in the the gulf um bp yeah but you know again obviously their bp they still exist you see their gas stations i remember there was like times when people were like oh we're all this week we're all gonna like not buy gas at bp or whatever like you know there's always some kind of like radical everybody get together and boycott kind of thing going on but Something that people can do, even if it's not your brand, is to kind of try to capitalize on other people's misfortune. I don't want to, you know, that doesn't well, sound great. competitors, I mean, you know. You well, not take... even competitors, but my thought was um, Don Dish Soap did yeah, this. Yeah, now they have pictures of ducks on there. Yeah, thing. like they went down there and like they partnered up with whatever organization. And all, like I don't remember, I don't know what organization it was. It was down there like helping to rescue the animals but like the one piece that i remember was like that ad where it was like the people and they were like washing ducks oil off the ducks because fucking don cuts grease yeah and that's like their claim to fame is that don cuts grease and there they are like fucking don washing ducks and wildlife and it was like super moving at least to me i don't know yeah i like it and i have don now it's got a little <laughs> duck on it yeah like you like... buy don and you see it at the grocery store and you're like oh they're there well yeah i remember when they washed the oil off that duck yeah and like you feel good about it you're like if you can get fucking oil off a duck you can certainly get pizza grease <laughs> off my plate right <laughs> but they just they 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 capitalized on that 
Yeah. And they supported it, not just capitalized, but they, you know, well, they, they did were a there good they and, did a good thing. You yeah, know? they absolutely did a good thing. And they didn't like handle it the wrong way. Like they didn't chastise BP like, "Holy crap, this is messed up. We got to go down and help. We have a product that can help the wildlife and oh by the way, it's going to be great press for us." Yeah, they knew so. it was great press for them. <laughs> and Which is fine. I mean, you know. Yeah, there are plenty of brands that do a really great job of like hopping onto that um, you know, negative experience that someone's having and and making it at least good for their own business. Right. Um, but yeah, that was one specifically, like said, it wasn't necessarily a bad, a bad experience for Dawn dish soap itself, but they just no, they took, took a shitty situation and they, they made it good for them and good for wildlife and, and good for everyone else. Really. I mean, they could feel good about something during that time of like, despair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, but the one thing, so I guess the thing that I kind of wanted to get down to was like, if you are in that, you know, if you find yourself as a brand in that situation, you know, you might not be like BP or Paula Deen, but like, even just you get a negative review on social media or yeah. somebody writes on your Facebook page that says like, Hey, you know, I came in for lunch today and you were fucking out of chicken. Your tacos sucked. <laughs> I feel like we talked about like something one day where like was like they were out of tacos or taco place was out of tacos. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we, yeah, we did. Okay. But I guess my my point is if you if you own a business and it doesn't necessarily have to be some crazy PR nightmare, but what you need to do, um, number one, I you know, kind of just have like four little bullet points here. Like number one is own it. Just own up to it. Don't deny it, because that's, like, the number one thing. If it happened. If it did, like, if no, if there yeah. weren't actually syringes in your Pepsi, then you shouldn't say, yes, there was, and we'll fix it, because there weren't. Right. But, <laughs> but if there, you know, if there were... Yeah, if you like, were actually out of chicken. Yeah. Then, yeah, say, sorry, we were out of chicken. <laughs> right. So, like, own it up. Just own up to whatever happened in... Somebody's complaining about. Um, you know, don't lie, don't... Just, just be upfront. Be right. transparent. Fix it, number two. If you can fix it, fix it. So if it is something on social media where maybe somebody had, where you ran out of chicken and you can post something about um, somebody, I don't know, what was the term, chicken? You're out of chicken and you can give somebody a recipe for more chicken or like a coupon for chicken, whatever. That's fine. Like then you're... Yeah, yeah, you're making, you're fixing it because that person at least can come back when there is a day where there is chicken, um, and they can get a free chicken. <laughs> right? Yeah, just own it. Like I said, like I, I'm trying to like I remember there was like this my roommate and I like years ago, obviously because I had a roommate. This is like right after college. Really super into like writing, like filling out like forms on websites like that like our product like being dissatisfied with the product and it was genuine dissatisfaction it wasn't just like trying to get free shit but we also knew that we were gonna get free shit because right that's what people did but i remember like one point like we, like she bought a glade candle and it burnt like straight down the wick like the whole edges never burned. never burned it was like from the top straight down to the bottom and then um and they sent her like, she got all these coupons for free candles or whatever. And like I said, whether you own a local restaurant and it's just a matter of giving somebody a coupon for a free taco that day or your Coke and you're selling someone for 
two liters, whatever you're doing, right. um, just fix it. So you've owned up to it, so now fix it. How are you going to fix it? Um, and then communicate it. So there's nothing wrong with, you know, that's why people hire PR people um, and to let everybody know that you fixed it. Yeah. Um, that's their job. So communicate that you have fixed it. Communicate that you realize that you're wrong. Communicate all every step of the way. Um, just stay public. There's just don't go into hiding. Right, because then people don't know what. Like you never want any doubt left behind. Like, did they fix that? Like, yeah, shout from the rooftops. Like, if you fixed it, if yeah. you fucked up, we fixed it. Yeah, shout from the rooftop it's first that you fixed. fucked up. Then shout from the rooftops that you fixed it. Right. Um, and then the last point that I have, although it's not necessarily like part of the, the plan is just don't take yourself too seriously. Like, again, you're a business, you're a brand, you're Skittles and fucking sometimes on your plant, something goes wrong. And sometimes you tweet you as, as yeah, your nonprofits some, getting, getting slizzard. Right. <laughs> sometimes you get slizzard. Hey, sometimes there's like that. What was the tweet? Like what we talked about like months ago about the. The chicken, the P.F. Changs. Oh, yeah. The San Diego Chargers really wanted some P.F. Changs. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> you just want P.F. Changs. And, like, you just, like, now that's just, like, an old story that people are talking about online. Right. Comes up every once a year, at least. <laughs> <laughs> Good memory. Yep. TBT. Yeah. But, no, like, don't... It's not the end of the world. You know, like, obviously a giant oil spill that's, like, killing wildlife and ruining our coastlines and not allowing us to eat shrimp for the rest of our lives. Putting fishermen out of jobs. Yeah, it fucking sucks. Like, you have to take that seriously. But, you know, if you're a small local brand or even if you can find a way to just have a little bit, again, I talked about it in many different respects, like, put that humble hat on and just experience some humility and and accept what happened and be cool with it don't be a dick yeah and you know there's a time and place for reactions you can't just have one plan of action because if you have the oil spill situation but your only plan of action is to like self-deprecating humor like that's probably not going to go over well but if you're out of chicken uh one day and someone comes in and wants chicken and is pissed and you're like oh like self-deprecating humor like might work a little bit there like so, you know, it's, it's, you have to be sensitive to the situation and have a couple plans, I think, for the different escalations and different types of situations that could happen. Like, if someone dies at your restaurant compared to, like, you, your uh, guacamole, throughout a guacamole or something like that. There's two different situations, <laughs> both of which could result in some negativity, like, publicly for you, but, you know, you got to handle them differently. <laughs> but the steps that you lined up, lined up um, are good and can work across the board now obviously fixing it is harder when you just killed the coastline or you killed a person but <laughs> right you can't fix do that, the best do the best that you can absolutely to, to make it as right as you possibly can i think yeah so yeah so i don't know prime people bought their stuff people are still getting stuff in the mail yeah, I'm there's waiting on my I'm waiting gonna, on my golf ball retriever. There's probably you know what I will say the stuff I ordered I ordered some stuff that came a day early. Wow. So yeah. Now you're happy again. <laughs> I'm yeah. I like I said I I don't know I I think it actually probably saved me in some respects because there was a couple things that like likely may have been impulse buys that I just ended up not getting because I it was probably like a better decision just not to buy random shit that I didn't need right now. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but yeah, I also like, you know, some people were pissed and they missed out on some deals, but whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. Well, all right. Now you guys know how to respond in a crisis, I think. And you, you have, some, so. have some good examples of stuff that happened. <laughs> you yeah. Got, got some nuggets. That for sure, that's for sure. Right. So, yeah. Don't don't be a dick. Yeah. If you fuck up, just own it. Just react the way that you would want, like, a person to react, you know? Like, just because you're a business doesn't mean that you can't act human because you're made up of humans for now. <laughs> <laughs> Hat tip to robots taking over everyone's jobs. Right. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, you know, if if someone wronged you, you would want them to apologize and make it right. So it's the same thing your business should do. So I think that's a good way, good way to look at it. I like it. All right. Well, this is this is uh, drunk marketing. We're gonna have a lackluster can cheers. Yep. So I'm Chelsea. I'm Connor. Cheers. cheers. <laughs> <laughs>